Hey, before we get into today's show, I wanted to make you aware that my next online breathwork class is coming up soon. The link to learn more and register for the class is in the description below this episode. I hope to see you there. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is your host, Ryan Kennedy. And today I'm having a conversation with a new friend of mine, Sage Burmeister, on some topics that are near and dear to my heart. I've had many conversations with close friends of mine about opening up a physical health optimization facility, something that brings together like all my favorite things, you know, breath work, sauna, cold plunges, exercise, nutrition and lifestyle consulting. And my guest today, Sage, has brought that vision to fruition with his company, High Vibe Holistic. So a bit about Sage. He's a certified personal trainer, breathwork facilitator, and he owns this epic facility in Solana Beach, which is kind of North County, San Diego. And it really started from his own breakthrough from addiction, where he discovered the power of combining breathwork and intense physical activities. And he's now helped hundreds of people get in the best shape of their lives, physically and spiritually, and his company, High Vibe Holistic, offers in-person and online stuff. You know, they got some great online courses, and then they have this epic facility where they do all sorts of great, um, you know, cold immersion, sober workshops, community building, all that sort of good stuff. So we're going to dive into all of it today. So Sage, welcome to the show, man. Dude, thanks for having me, Ryan. When I uh, started following your page, I was like, I love everything this guy's doing. And, you know, I think there's definitely a good synchronicity. So I'm stoked to be on today. Yeah, a mutual friend connected us, and uh, we're definitely speaking the same language, dude. So tell people listening in a little bit more about your backstory. You know, you mentioned some of the sobriety and addiction stuff. I'd love to hear what got you into this field of holistic health. So I'll take you to the start. Um, grew up in San Diego, uh, attended a local high school, La Jolla Country Day, um, was a dual sport athlete there, played football and basketball. Um, and, you know, as my story with addiction, that's when, you know, I started getting into drinking Adderall, smoking weed, um, didn't really think much of it during that time, but I was known as like a big party guy, uh, through high school and then also an athlete. Um, so, you know, I, I played my way through high school, smoking before games, drinking before playoff games. Um, just kind of going fast with it. And by the end of my high school career, I was lucky enough to get a division one scholarship to Idaho state, uh, to go play football and then also walk onto the basketball team. Um, so when I went up there to school and I got there early in May, I realized, hold up, we have a big issue here. You have a lot of free time on your hands. You've never been left alone and you don't know how to fill your time other than drinking. And um, that whole summer was really eye-opening to me because growing up, you know, super loving parents, have a little brother, um, sports-oriented family. So I always had structure. I always had coaches. You know, I was constantly in and out of a sports event and being supervised. Um, so I really struggled when I was left to my own devices. Um, so that was a really eye-opening experience. I got in a little bit of trouble before the year even started um, at Idaho State. Um, and Idaho State was a rough patch for me. That's when I you know, really fell into addiction um, that had been going on for a long time. Um, we're talking about not a day going by without abusing alcohol, uh, marijuana, cocaine, Adderall, 
whatever it was. Um, so that opened my eyes and that's when I actually started getting into spirituality. Um, a little bit of a backup. I got into a little bit of trouble my senior year of high school. I was in this tremendous like emotional, spiritual pain. I felt so bad about myself. Um, so I ended up going on YouTube and I think I just typed in like meditation or spirituality. And I came across uh, this guy, Bert Harding, who is a sat saying, I am consciousness teacher, um, all about connecting um, through satsang talks. And I fell in love with it. I was like, oh my God, I had my first spiritual hit where I was like, this is what life's about. I'm totally into this. And I started listening to it every day. Um, so when stuff got hard at Idaho, I plugged that back in again. And that was what was getting me through, even though I was going through a tremendous amount of suffering with my own addiction. So for a couple of years through college, I was in this back and forth battle of my mind was open to spirituality, but I was just really struggling to ground it. You know, my everyday urges with addiction would just take over. Um, so I ended up leaving Idaho, just wasn't really having the best time there. I ended up going to a school called Humboldt State, Northern California, Division II football program. And that was uh, when I, you know, had a couple of years there, ended up spiraling out, had a good time there. I, I really like Humboldt. It's a beautiful spot. If you've never been there, uh, just buried in the redwood trees. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I, I played a couple years at Humboldt. I left school early. My parents were like, what are you doing? You're like literally a semester away from graduating. And once again, I had this like spiritual hit of like, this isn't for me. I deep down, as I look back at it now, I deep down knew almost like subconsciously that this addiction was going to come to a halt because I was deeply unhappy with it. So I was like, I got to get out of this environment and do a little soul searching. So I left humble parents, family, like, what are you doing? You're on a full scholarship. School's almost done. You know, why can't you just stick it out? And I'm like, I don't know why. I just got to get out of here. I got to go figure this out. And I moved to LA. I had a good buddy of mine that let me come stay with him in Santa Monica. And those last six months were just absolutely horrific. Um, you know, I just, just went off the deep end with all of it. Um, and I, you know, the spiritual consciousness just like connected me with this girl that I hadn't spoken to in years. And she said, hey, Sage, I'm in town in Santa Monica. Would you like to go to an AA meeting? I was like, what is AA? Like, she's like, I'm sober. I want to hang out with you and see you. There's this young people's meeting. Why don't you come with me? I go to the meeting. I'm like, this is interesting. Didn't think, you know, twice about it. And it just so happens two weeks later, I entered rehab in Palm Springs. You know, I, I just continued to spiral out and I ended up in rehab. Um, I was lucky enough that my mother was there to catch me. Uh, completely knocked out on the floor at home when I was back visiting at home. And um, that's when I got introduced to AA and, and clean sobriety. Wow, that's quite, quite the journey, man. And so during the time you were in college, did you realize you had a pretty major problem? Because I know speaking firsthand, like, you know, myself, I did a lot of drinking in college, smoking weed, like, all my friends did everyone around you, you know, partying Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, you know, getting high on a daily basis. And it's just the norm for a lot of, not for everyone, of course, but for a lot of us. And so what was the turning point where you're like, Hey, this is out of control. 
I would say when I started doing it alone and enjoyed doing it alone more than I did with other people, that was confusing to me. Uh, why am I doing this alone? And why do I like, you know, getting fucked up by myself so much? Um, so that's when I started to realize that, hey, this is a little bit different than your parties in high school and, you know, hanging out with the boys. This is something where you are getting blackout drunk by yourself. There's no reason. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so you went through rehab. And then from that day on, have you been totally on a straight path or have you had any set type of setbacks? What's been your journey since then? So I got lucky. I went to an amazing rehab um, in Palm Springs. And since then, I'm coming up on five years sober. Um, I was 21 when I checked in. Um, and, you know, I went to the rehab. I ended up doing 60 days. I'm a huge advocate for people staying as long as possible in rehab, um, you know, with healthcare and what, what's going to get covered and what's not is an issue for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't get the privilege of staying past 30 days. You know, I've talked to some people lately that they're in a rehab for two weeks and they're expected to go out in the real world after that and stay sober. And that is mind blowing to me. But back to what I was saying, I did 60 days and then I checked into a sober living called Shoreline Sober Living in Encinitas. And that place saved my life. Um, a group of, it's, it's built for younger men. Um, it's a sober living house. So you'll be drug tested, breathalyzed. Um, all the above. There's a house manager, and I just needed that. I did that for a year. You know, it, it was like a boot camp for me. Like, bed has to be made. You have to have a job. Um, you know, every you have to go to a meeting every day. Um, so that's when I started to fall in love with AA and really get my groundwork in. I don't know if I would have made it just going to rehab. And do you, during this time, did you have a strong urge? to start drinking again or start using drugs again? Or were you like, man, I feel way freaking better at this point. That's behind me. I don't want to go back to that dark place. Like where was your headspace at the time? Was it like a constant battle for you? I wish it was. I the, That whole first year, it was three, four times a day, just fantasizing to the point where I felt like I was actually going to go do it. Wow. Yeah. So that first year taught me a lot. Um, and it also taught me a lot about community and support. Because when you're with somebody and you're going through something like that, and they are too, you really get to the core of things pretty fast. And you realize that we need each other, you know, to keep on moving forward. We need the people around us. So what brought you to some of the physical practices that you now teach others? When was that transition made as far as a core part of your sobriety and also your just overall life and your overall health? So I started getting into breath work um, my last couple years of college. Um, and when I went to rehab and I got out of rehab, I just had a strong urge to, to dive into it because it made me feel good. Like it yeah. was simple to start. Like I just felt so good after um, meditation was, it was a little bit more difficult for me. Um, so I looked at breath work as a fast track to meditation. Because I noticed after I did my breathing, I could actually sit there for 10 minutes and meditate. Totally. So I, I started taking courses. Um, I took some really good courses. I went on some cool retreats um, and got certified in breath work. And I just fell in love with the whole variety of it. 
um, you know, on my Instagram, on my Facebook, a lot of the times I'm, I'm demonstrating and sharing, you know, one stroke or traditional style breath work, but even the pranayama and these other practices, I just like fell in love with Kundalini yoga. Yeah. The whole approach of it. Um, I really, really enjoyed. And I found that because my practice got so diverse, I ended up doing it every day, you know, because it's not every day that you're going to want to push yourself to the limit with breath work. Some days you might want to just flow and take it easy. Um, so I learned that. And then I started working with clients. And what I noticed with my clients is, hey, some days it's, they're the same as me. They're going to want to push it. And then there's some days where they're going to want to sink movement into it and take a little bit more relaxed. Absolutely, man. And that's the beautiful thing about breathwork is there's so many different modalities and variations of it that are wildly different from each other. Um, so what would you say is the primary technique that you teach and that you, um, you know, utilize is like a two breathing, like Wim Hof or what, what type of classes are you leading these days? So during my classes, we always warm up with a form of pranayama, whether it's like alternate nostril breathing, turtle breathing, some kundalini yoga, like Sufi grinds, just like spinal flexes to open them up. And then we always go into like a one stroke or Wim Hof type breathing. Um, and I, in 2000, I think it was 2019, I went out to Iceland. Um, I went on a Wim Hof retreat and that just completely opened up my eyes to pushing yourself to your limits and the beauty that comes with that. Um, we're talking hour and a half breath work session in the middle of Iceland where I open my eyes. I'm like, what planet am I on? <laughs> like, this is insane. And then going and doing the cold exposure, which is the first time I really got my butt kicked in that, but fell in love with that. It's such a powerful tool. Yeah, a close friend of mine did the similar retreat um, and he told me all about it and it's wild. I mean, it's really pushing the limits, but it's so cool that the whole community, I mean, it's like a tribe of, of individuals that are all supporting each other and it sounds like a, just an epic experience. And on the topic of Kundalini, uh, Kundalini yoga, dude, I went to my first Kundalini class years and years ago and I had never heard of it. I was, I thought I walked into it thinking it was going to be like a typical yoga flow. Like I was like, oh yeah, it's just going to be like your standard yoga stretch class. This will be cool. And they start doing all this chanting and all these wild positions and all this different breathing. And at the time I was like, this is fucking nuts, dude. Like what's, where did I walk into? Is this some sort of cult? But you know, I was like, whatever, I'm here. I have an open mind. Let me just go along with it. And I just gave it my all and did the class. And I felt so freaking good after I started doing the Kundalini yoga at that studio every day for months afterwards. Cause I was like, this is whatever is going on here. I can't explain it, but it makes me feel absolutely amazing. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And so anyone that's listening in that hasn't tried Kundalini yoga or hasn't heard of it, try and seek out a studio near you and uh, participate in a class. Uh, Cause it's definitely an experience. I don't know if you have any online classes, Sage of, of Kundalini yoga, you could steer people to. I, I, first, I want to say I second Ryan on that. I love it. Um, I do. I have a breathwork course and part of it is Kundalini yoga. Um, nice. and that's on my website. Yeah, definitely check that out, folks. And then so as, as you're going through, when, when did you have the idea or the concept for your location, uh, high, high vibe holistic? Like when did that start to manifest into, into oh. an actual facility? You want to hear the journey? Do we have enough time? Yeah, for- dude, we're good on time. <laughs> I, um, it started as soon as I went to sober living, 
but I didn't know how to start a business then. I, I had no clue what I was doing. And I just ended up starting with kids meditation. I got in touch with some people at Indigo Dragon in Lucadia, um, really cool spot over there. And my first clients just happened to be like kids meditation clients. So I was like, okay, there might be something here. I started with that. And then from there, I got certified personal training, started training people here and there. So I was like, oh, you know, I think this is actually a really good combination and what I do with all my time. So I'm just going to combine the two. So I did that. And then I happened to go on the Wim Hof retreat and I was like, oh, hot and cold. So yeah. now I've got these four pillars, like hot, cold, breath work, workout. And then I um, started off going to see clients, but then my, I used my parents' garage for like a year and a half, two years through COVID. And um, I had the whole setup in there. I was able to invest in the equipment I needed. And um, from that point, I just went out looking for spots. And um, I had like a specific type I wanted. And I found a spot in Solana Beach with the bay door and everything that I wanted. So that was, you know, to put it rather quickly, the journey. Um, but basically, it was a bunch of little steps in the right direction with my own growth. And having a really good group of people to believe in me, you know, my parents, my girlfriend, my friends, my best friend, you know, I have a lot of people helping me on that journey. Totally. And I, I love the the synergy of these modalities. I know I've, you know, kind of stumbled upon them myself. And I've always loved exercise and, you know, training. And I've always found just the the insane mood boost and endorphins to just be very enticing as a way to just feel better. And of course there's physical benefits and other things, but it's really the mental health side of things that I think gets overlooked as people have this association with like, Oh, exercise for a better physical body and for bigger muscles or fat loss. And, and yeah, that's absolutely part of the journey, but I see it as one of the most powerful ways to alleviate depression and anxiety and stress and all these really chronic mental hurdles that so many of us suffer from. And then when you start to stack in on top of your exercise, you start to stack in some different breathing me mechanics. You start to stack in a sauna session. Then you go do some cold exposure. And before you know it, you have this like, you know, combination, the stack of different things that by the end of it, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been reborn. I got a new lease on life, dude. Like I feel absolutely fantastic. And so that's been my, my journey and kind of building out my own setup. I don't have a uh, physical facility to the open to the public, like you do Sage, but just in my own compound, my own property, you know, building out the, the home gym and building, you know, getting the infrared sauna and getting the cold, um, you know, chest freezer conversion going for the cold plunge and, you know, kind of building all these little pieces out and then utilizing them daily and just seeing the impact it has on how you feel, how you show up in the world, how you perform mentally and physically it is unparalleled. I mean, these are, these are the real keys to unlock the next level for humans. I completely agree. I, it's, it's fascinating after an hour, an hour, half session, how different you feel, like you said, yep. it, it's completely different. I view the world differently. I know it sounds extreme, but it only takes me about an hour, hour and a half. And I'm just in a completely different space. Absolutely, man. I love the breath work the most out of all of them because you don't need anything. Like some people might hear this and be like, oh, that's all fine and good, but I don't have a sauna or I don't have a cold plunge. Well, first of all, anyone can take a cold shower and that's going to be a good baseline. Secondly, with the breath work, all you got to do is lay on the floor and breathe. Like that's it. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to go anywhere. 
And that's why I think it's the most underappreciated and underutilized modality is it's because it's an inherent right for every functioning human. And yet most of us are just never taught how to breathe. And I've done extensive episodes on breath work. And one of the modalities I find to be probably one of my favorites, as much as I love all types of breath work is holotropic breathing, you know, going into what a lot of people call transformational breath work or shamanic breath work, where you're doing this three-part rhythmic breath for a long period of time. And the different emotional states that you unlock and the disillusion of your ego and, you know, some of these mental blocks allows you to do so much deep healing. And that's where I see it as a very powerful modality, especially something I want you to share on Sage with your, with your histories. I think a lot of addiction is just rooted in, in emotional and, and mental pain and, you know, a lot of trauma and a lot of just emotional turmoil that causes people to feel this need to escape, escape reality with substance abuse. And so I want to hear, you know, your, your thoughts on that. And then also what you've seen with people you work with on, on the breathwork front. I once again, couldn't agree more the different emotions, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally that you're able to transcend or in just one breathwork session is absolutely amazing. And I like to think of myself, um, I don't know if you've ever heard the quote, but like, especially in the health and wellness space, like whatever you're doing or providing for other people, at some point you needed it the most. Yep. You know what I mean? So for me as an addict, like I have those, all those cruddy emotions, you know, those are built into my response for most of my life. So I learned through the breathing how to release those and I still go through that, but I still have this valuable tool that I just like am inherently tapping into. But I think just being an addict, I love that I have this. I love sharing it with, um, I've done work in IOP centers, rehabs, like these guys, they light up after man. And it makes me so happy because these are guys that it's their first time getting sober. They feel like shit. And they're just looking for some form of release. Yeah. And being able to provide that, it's like, dude, like I know that's when I get a soul calling, like you're right where you need to be doing this. I love that, man. And I, I've always really felt strongly that getting this type of breathing into like the prison system is where, you know, society needs it the most, where they don't have a lot of tools at their disposal. You can't tell a prisoner, yo, dude, go jump in the infrared sauna and sweat it out. It's like, uh, not quite. But they can all do breath work. They can all breathe. They can all lie on the ground and, and access their own breath. And the amount of just regret and, and pain and uh, traumatic experiences and uh, all sorts of just mental and emotional issues that those, those people suffer from. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the saying, hurt people hurt people. And so it's not that they're just inherently trying to do wrong, but they're just deep down suffering. And that leads to a lot of outward, uh, you know, poor choices. And so that's, that's another area of, of, or demographic of people, I think really could utilize the, the breath work and it would just be completely changed society. You know, if you got this out to just more people uh, and I, I host online breathwork classes and we'll get, you know, tons of students coming and doing the, the deep holotropic breathwork with guided music. And, you know, it's, it's an amazing experience, but it's just something I want to, I'm constantly drawn to just to share it with more individuals because of the impact it's had on me personally, but also the impact I've seen it have on literally, literally thousands of people that have come to these classes over the years I've been teaching them. Um, it's just wild, man, that more people don't have an awareness of the breath. 
Uh, that's beautiful, man. I mean, the, like the internal calling that you have to share it with others is just tells you everything you need to know from there. That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. Well, uh, as far as moving forward from here, man, any exciting projects you're working on, anything going on with either your company, your, your physical location or otherwise that, you know, you want to share people, share, share with the audience. Um, I'm really excited about these uh, Sunday sessions I've been doing at High Vibe. Um, it's breath, hot, and cold. And I love that trio. And we spend about an hour on the breath work, and then they just cycle back and forth between the hot and cold. Um, I'm there. I have my girlfriend there doing Reiki in between breath work. And um, my buddy, um, Josh Church, he just ended up making these Edge Theory Lab cold tubs. Um, so anybody that's looking for a cold tub, go check them out. Um, so we have the tubs in there and it's just like a really cool experience. So anybody that's in San Diego, first one's free, like come party with us because it is a party. Like Ryan was saying, like the vibe with the music and the breathing and then you get into the hot and cold and you're moving and I'm just bumping music in there. like you know, crazy. So that's a really cool experience that um, anybody in San Diego should come check out if they, if they want to. Yeah, I'm going to be there soon, man. I, I got to get up there. And yeah, I just love all this stuff too much. And I'd love to check out your space. So we'll, we'll make that happen. And I'll put a link in the show notes to the cold plunges because I know a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, dude, what do you recommend for the cold plunge? And it's a little tricky because a lot of the ones on the market are like, five to 10 grand for like a really high end legit cold plunge with the filtration systems and the cooling mechanisms and everything else. And I'm like, well, you can get a chest freezer for like 600 bucks, but you also need to know how to seal it. And, you know, you got to do a few key things that some people don't want to deal with. So if this is like a more cost-effective solution, your buddy came up with, I'd love to share it along to people who are listening in. Beautiful. Yeah. I definitely think it's a good solution. It filters the water. Um, it stays at a very good temperature. Um, gets like down to like the the high 30s um, it's portable you know it, there's a lot of good sides to it so yeah it's, it's a good good product awesome man awesome uh, well I'm gonna ask you one more question uh, that's uh, something I always like to ask people uh, when I'm having a conversation with them even though it's a little bit uh, you know tacky but if there's one thing Sage you would one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self what would it be one piece of advice would be go 100% with your intuition like a badass and it's going to be all right. You know, like a lot of the times, even people that are following their intuition, you might be doing it 70, 80%. Like, let's try to get it up to that 100, you know, really going for it. That's what I would say. Um, all the best choices in my life have come that way when I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing this. No other way to do it, man. You got to go all in. Love it. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat. I encourage people to check out your facility, High Vibe Holistic. I'm going to put uh, the links in the show notes, uh, highvibeholistic.com. And then uh, where's the best place for people to connect with you online, man? Um, connecting at Sage Burmeister on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and I also have the High Vibe Holistic account on there as well. Right on. Appreciate you, dude. Awesome, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can submit your own question to be answered on the show by going to ryankennedyhealth.com forward slash podcast. 
be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Please note, the information depicted in this episode is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine.